0: Hello everybody, and welcome back to my first season. Greg and I have never worked together before, but we did meet in XGO reunion in Cancun. My first season in Turks and Caicos in 1989, I was a sailing and windsurfing geo. Fun fact number one, I did not know how to sail or windsurf. Fun fact number two, I got married in Club Med Paradise Island in 1992 and conceived my daughter Emily there on our honeymoon. Fun fact number three, fast forward to 2019, I worked with my daughter Emily in Trix and Cacos where she was a sailing geo and yes, she was my boss. My name is Cheese and this is my first season.
1: Cheese, how are you sir? I'm good, thank you. Okay, let's just, get out of the, let's just get this out of the way because people might think I gave you this nickname because I've nicknamed a few GOs in my time. So uh, true or false, I, I I did not give you this nickname, right? No, you didn't. <laughs> okay, so how far back does this nickname go? I'm, I'm guessing pre-club med?
0: Oh, way pre-club med. I was, you know, four or five years old and I used to didn't like cheese at all. So I have a big family. We got four boys and, and a sister and they all just started bugging me about cheese, eat cheese, stupid cheese head. And then... Went off to school and teachers and mothers and fathers and friends all called me cheese and just kind of stuck, kind of a stupid name, but it stuck for a long time and it's still here today.
1: And question, are you lactose intolerant now? Not at all. I like cheese right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Lucky. Okay. I can't eat it anymore, but I do miss it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Well, thanks for coming on. We had your your daughter on and I remember meeting you like, you know, you and I are so dumb that we we can't remember if we met at XGO 2 or 3. So we don't, none of us can remember if we met in 2008 or in 2010, but we knew it was in Cancun and you were, uh, you were always getting people geared up to play volleyball. Even you got me off my chair and I just wanted to relax. So I can tell you're very good at your job in Club Med because... uh, you got me who swore he wasn't gonna play a sport that whole week playing beach volleyball every day. So congrats to you, sir. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so you know how how we do here. Well, we did have uh, Jenner on. So he gave us a bit of details about your uh, about your, you know, what you did before Club Med. So if you can take me back to uh, maybe what you were doing for work, were you going to school and how'd you find out about Club Med?
0: Well, we were uh, we were uh, back home at my house. And we had a rented house we called the Pack Shack and everybody All my friends all moved into there and Jenner just finished up his master's and Hammer was a real estate guy and I was working at Canada Safeway. So I was just a produce clerk and working away. And for some reason, we were talking about going on this trip to Australia. It was a 10-stop Pacific Rim tour. And we didn't didn't know exactly where we're going, but we picked all these spots and places we went to. And we had one place to go to fill in this 10-stop trip that, that we had. And uh, a friend of ours, Sparrow, I don't know if you know Don Yates, but Sparrow said, hey, my family went to uh, Tahiti, Morea, uh, for a holiday in Club Med. It's great. You should go there. So that was our first stop on our trip. We ended up in Tahiti, Morea, and Hansel some was there and invited us uh, to stay for a few weeks. That's what we did.
1: Now, just a question before we go on. You called your place the Pack Shack. Uh, yeah. Why is that? Why
0: is that? Oh, we were packing everybody in. We're young, 20-year-olds, right? And everybody was moving out of their house. And so everyone packed in. And we got hand-me-down everything. We had, like, couches that were green, curtains that were orange. So it wasn't the most uh, nice place. Uh, question.
1: Did you have a large wooden spool for a table and plastic milk crates for chairs please say yes <laughs> no we actually had chairs we had a oh, lot okay. of people
0: giving stuff away back then you know they was everybody's <laughs> renovating so but nothing matched in the house so it was pretty funny
1: before you actually go to travel to australia you stop into tahiti and you met you meet probably one of the greatest people i've ever met hansel moss from the bahamas correct
0: yes i agree one of the one of my
1: favorites of all time but how how did, exactly did he convince you guys to like you kind of working out pair there, right? When you met him?
0: Right. We were on a three month, a three-month trip. And so we arrived there and we had everything planned. We'd spend, you know, the one week in Tahiti, then we went to New Zealand and then we went to Australia and, and we and we planned in a bunch of different places in Australia. So it was a three-month trip. So we're all sitting there and we get into this place. And I remember we had this boombox and we were recording our trip because, you know, Hammer and Jen and I have never really been away before, right? So we were recording this trip. And I remember the first week and we were on this thing going, this place is the crap. So we're going to go back and beat up a sparrow for you know telling us to go to this thing right so we're all laughing and then we met this water ski geo we went down to water ski and we met this guy named uh alan barrett which we call popcorn he was the chief of water ski there so we hung out there quite a bit and we drank and partied with him for the full week and then i guess they they just needed some workers right so hansel you know came over to us and said hey you guys want to stick around and we said sure and Hammer went into tennis, not knowing anything about tennis because the tennis instructor had to leave. And Jenna and I went into snorkeling. So we were right on the beach snorkeling. So that's what we did for the next two, two and a half weeks. And uh, we just fell in love with it like most geos do, right? It was phenomenal. Meeting all these great people and, you know, and here we are young 20 year olds uh, in this gorgeous place with gorgeous people and beautiful water and yeah we were we we were there man it's good
1: all right so you go and you you finish your three month trip then then what then what do you decide what to do can you go back to normal life after that yeah we went back to normal life
0: and Jenner was applying uh, to to go into more schooling and hammer went back to real estate and i went back to uh safeway you know grocery store and you know we kept talking about what we should do and and have that offer that uh, Hansel uh, offered to us right so we just decided let's go so we fold Hansel and he said yep no problem you guys get your ticket and come to Turks and Caicos and never heard of Turks and Caicos before and I went to my boss at Safeway and he really liked me I worked hard there for him right and I said hey you know I want to go six months and go to this place Turks and Caicos I'm going to be able to work this Place called Club Med, and and he says, you know what? I'll hide your name because he didn't want me. You know, you can't just leave, right? So he put me on like sick leave or whatever for six months, right? And that's what we did. We went off and uh, we landed in uh, Turks and Caicos, not knowing where what were
1: we gonna do? Yeah. So you said in your intro, so you were immediately put on the windsurf and sailing team, and your fun fact number one was you didn't know how to windsurf or sail. Yeah. Uh, but all. but you grew up in British Columbia, right? Or
0: yeah, but you know. So,
1: had you never, never thought of uh, trying either? Well, no. Yeah, I think I remember.
0: You know, in school and in high school or something, we had one week. We went and learned how to 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 do some sailing. Well, that was about it, right? I had no experience in it. You know, we were water skiers, right? You know, we would go uh, to the lakes and stuff and and water ski, right? But that was about it. You know, when I went into to sailing and windsurfing, right, it was brand new to me, but it was fun. It was really interesting.
1: Well, sailing, you know, I I used to brag I could teach sailing in ten minutes. That that's easy. But did you uh, learn how to windsurf at all? I mean, you could you can teach a beginner to windsurf without having done it because, as you know, it takes <laughs> a good three months to know how to windsurf. So you're basically picking up picking up guests in the security boat when they can't get back, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. But you know, I had a chief of sailing, Eric, right, and he was really good, right. So I get there and. You know, we had a pretty good crew there, and you know, he said, went out and taught me how to windsurf. And every day, uh, when I got there, I had to go do an hour of windsurfing, right? And you know, and you know, he'd take me out the boat and we'd rescue people and all this kind of stuff. So, I think it was about two weeks into it, we go out for a rescue, and he says, Okay, you're windsurfing back. And I was way out by the reef, and and I go, uh, what? And he goes, yeah, you're going to sail back. So I jumped in the water he took the, the guy that was on the windsurfer and back in and I got on there and I got back. So he was pretty happy about that. And from then on, it, you know, I always said to people about windsurfing that, you know, windsurfing is really tough at the start, but you learn quickly. Once you learn your balance and you learn what wind is, uh, you, you, you learn really quick. So living on a beach, you know, for eight hours a day, it was, it, 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 I got got it going pretty good, right?
1: So, oh yeah. Oh yeah. If you have the time, if you have, yeah. If uh, you know, if you got the time, it's quicker, but you know, a guest comes on vacation and they want to do all the other sports, but they think they're going to pick up windsurfing in an hour, but you know, you're not even on the board in that hour. You're just, and that's normal. I started the same way. You're falling off left and right. You know?
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. you know what? I, I ended up being a pretty good beginner lesson because I was going through all the beginner stuff, right? But, you know, uh, you know, we all have the stories where these guys come by and they go, oh, yeah, I'll take him board." Have you ever windsurfed? Oh, yeah. I said, okay, if you get in trouble, just wave. And, you know, a guy gets on there and he's falling down and drifting out to sea and you see him waving and we kind of wave back and give him a little bit of a hard time. And then you go pick him up and, hey, I thought you know how to windsurf. And the guy would go, what do you think? It's windsurfing. How hard could it have been? I saw
1: it on TV. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> only one of the hardest sports in the world but yeah whatever <laughs> now yeah. now how long how long were you uh, in turks approximately well i was in there just over six months okay now uh, and as you know like like windsurfing people say they know how to do it but when they when you take out a, a big hobby cat catamaran you know 16 or 12 i guess like my whole theory was about gms your job is to kill yourself when you come here my job's to prevent you so how did you deal with this the people that said they knew how to sail and they didn't did you ask them trick questions or anything like say it was oh, a little rough you up. know what
0: you, you did all your stuff
1: but we had lasers <clears throat> back then right oh lasers okay that's not so bad so our lasers <laughs> were great so you know
0: here's a story i had a gentleman that came in and you know i go hey you know how to surf you know which way the wind's going you know i do a couple of those little things and tell us an offshore breeze and he looks at me and this guy must have been probably 50 or 60 years old and said hey kid I've been, I've been sailing longer than you've been alive. Right. And I said, Oh, okay, sure. Go ahead. And, uh, you know, we do this getting life jacket and he gets out there and within three seconds, he's playing with the rope and the mask comes down, knocks him in the head. He falls in the water. He's got the bleed blood coming from his head. So take him to the infirmary, blah, 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 blah. You know, two days, two days later, he comes back and says to me, Hey, man, I'm sorry. I've just never sailed one of these little boats. I apologize. So we go through a lesson with him in the whole type thing. And I just said, you know what? Just got to remember the boom's really low on this thing. And, and just don't get caught up with your rope and stuff. Just get where the wind is blowing the sail away from you, right? So so he, and he gets in there in 30 seconds. I scream at him. When? Boom comes again. He catches the boom's time, capsizes, gets out and says, I quit. <laughs> that was it. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> And he was, you know, like, I sailed 30 footers all over. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Exactly. I don't know. It's, I don't know. I just, I'm just mystified by this. Cause I would, I would never think of doing, you know, something like, like you know, and these were lasers. So they are a lot, you're a lot closer to the ground, but you've seen, you've probably seen your share of people capsizing a Hobie cat on a windy day going completely over the top. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, sure. I've, I've seen some bad cap sizes. I'm sure you have. So it's a lot easier to hurt yourself in a Hobie than a, than a laser. But I was always curious, like, um, like we, my time, we developed a test of three questions, and if you got even one wrong, we weren't gonna let you go out. But some people got all three wrong, and these were basic, basic beginner <laughs> questions. And they still like, well, you just said you sailed around the world, yeah. And, and again, I just asked you what the difference between an attack and a jibe is, you said there isn't one. So, so <laughs> this makes me think you haven't sailed around the world. <laughs> yeah. Now the well, lasers,
0: you, you know, yeah. it's interesting because the lasers were really neat boats; they were fast and yeah, and responded quickly and. You know you you know you do that sport on fed in the pool right where you demonstrated yes. all the sports right yeah. so the guy before me before he left he would do the demonstration and he'd climb the mask all the way to the top and yes. then all the way down yes so my whole entire season because I had to do the the sport on fed and with the boat right I tried to climb up this mask every single time I got to the top but I usually capsized so I think I made it by the end of the season but all season, once a week, that's
1: what I'm trying to do. Well, yeah, it's I've, I've only seen that once, but yeah, that's 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 not an easy tr- uh, thing to do, right?
0: No, 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 <laughs> uh, I
1: think I've only seen it once in 10 years, so yeah, but the guys that do do it are pretty uh pretty agile. Yeah, yeah no <laughs> now, now, is it during the season? And you can tell me if you don't want to talk about this, did you did you purchase an acre of land on Turks? Yeah, yeah. 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 You did. Okay. Now, okay. Just uh, before you answer that question. So I'm wondering like, um, you know, I did my first season in Turks and, but never did it occur to me like, Hey, I wonder how much an acre of land is and I'm going to buy it. So what, where, where is the, where does the germ of the idea first get in your head? Like, like, how does that uh, happen?
0: You know, when I was 19 turning 20, right. The, the real estate market back home here in BC, just absolutely crass. Interest rates are at 17%. And I, you know, talked to my mom and dad and I said, yeah, maybe I should move out and real estate's down. And one of my best friends just became a realtor, also, right? And I got this ridiculous deal on this house where it was, you know, it was a pretty beat-up old house, but it was a five-bedroom kitchen upstairs, downstairs. And I ended up buying for 86000 dollars right? And it was ridiculous. And I got a deal, and all my friends moved in with me and and paid my mortgage. And, you know, then when we decided to go to Club Man, I was still living there. So while I was on this trip, three month trip that we went on with Hammer and Janner, I get a phone call from one of my buddies, the real estate guy he says, Hey, your houses went up, uh, up to $200,000 from 86,000 to $200,000. Right. And how much you know, time, and how much, the wait, wait,
1: geez. What was the yeah. time period that it went up? Are you talking in the yeah, matter this, of uh, so I, months? it was about four and a half years, Okay. After 100%. I bought it, when okay. so
0: I was about 25 years old, when I went off to to
1: Club Med and that three month trip, so could, could, could I ask you another question for? Did yeah. anyone think you were crazy buying a house at such a young oh, age? 100%. Oh, okay, sorry. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, just curious.
0: Because I was working at Safeway, we got paid pretty good back then, right? We were I was making about seventeen dollars an hour back in that time, right, which was pretty good. I saved myself up nine grand. You know, be you know, and, and my mom co signed for me, mom, dad, and told me what a mortgage was and how it works. So, it seemed pretty simple to me, right? And you know, at the time, people were losing their houses, right? You know, and then, then all of a sudden, about four or five years later, when when uh, you know, when China went back or Hong Kong went back into a different uh, regime, right? All the Chinese people came to our area and we're buying two three houses on the street so it went up really fast you know probably went up you know, when I left for this trip it was probably worth about 120,000 and by the time I sold it it was 200,000 and I was still in Australia at the time my mom I, I transferred mom power of attorney my girlfriend now my wife Michelle was kind of looking after things there for the 3 months right so anyways to go quicker I you know I'm sitting in the Turks and Caicos Islands with about $190,000 Canadian and uh Sean Scuba and I were I joking I said I'm gonna go buy something here I got money so we went and looked at these places um I don't know if you know Jill that the photographer back then but Jill had some connections and we we went off and, and looked at these couple of places. And we looked at this one in Long Bay Hill. We looked at this one property, $45,000 for one acre on the beach. And uh, and the one off the beach, you know, right across the street with a laneway, it was $15,000 or $20,000. So I went and sat down with Jose Allier that's been around the world, chief of the village. And he said, and Glenn, I don't know if I would invest in a country that you don't live in. So he scared me away from the $45,000 waterfront. And I end up buying the $15,000 off the beach. The waterfront, I sold this property about three years ago to get out of debt. You know, my kids went to school. So I sold the $45,000 one was worth $1.8 million that I could have sold. This one was worth
1: 200 US. So. Well, I, I was just going to say that, um, yeah, had you purchased that waterfront, <laughs> you would have had how much? It, would be, it was about $1.8 million. Oh, so you would have been a millionaire. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. So so, that, and you know, me and Sean were talking. Sean ended up buying a place. He held his place. He, had, he bought his place more into the, the town, right? Like when we were in Turks, I don't know what year you were there. but when 94. We were
1: working,
0: 94. Well, in 94. 89, there must have been maybe only 40 cars on the whole entire island. There was not, no grocery stores there. Really, there was nothing there, right? So there, it wasn't a very desirable place. And, and Turks is actually a pretty ugly place except for the water. And the
1: beaches, right? Yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, I guess in the uh, when you were there, there wasn't there wasn't much.
0: No yeah, exactly. No, no bunny rabbits
1: and yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to uh, do. You, are you still in touch with uh, Jose Aliel? I'm just curious. Yeah, you know. I'm do you basically- ever do you ever jokingly like uh you know? <laughs> You know, say, "Hey, I could have been a billionaire." <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I've never
0: actually brought that up. No? Oh, okay. <laughs> I've talk to Hansel about it because I also talked to Hansel about it, right? Uh, okay.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it would have been quite interesting, you know. But. Uh... Wow. Keeps going. This is an incredible story. Not only that, you're probably like the richest au pair I've ever heard of. Like, if you were you were au pairing and you had you just sold a house and you had hundred ninety thousand in your pocket, I'm thinking, and this yeah, guy's no working au pair, Like, we're not even paying him, you know? Okay. Yeah, you know,
0: it's funny. It, it was the strangest thing, right? You know, I I've been a pretty lucky person, you know, in my life. You know, just find someone at the right time and you know even club med like I've worked a lot of different villages in club med and and you know only for like two three weeks and, and got to know millions of gos right so it's been great it's been really fun
1: I'm, I'm also jealous about one thing because you were you were in Turks for the famous hurricane hugo correct oh yeah that was so that was fantastic where you were they actually closed this the, the village every i've i've been through six hurricanes and everyone's closed so you were evacuated to sandpiper right
0: yeah it we was sandpiper half the Half the GOs went to Cancun to help out because they evacuated the people. I think some of the people went home and some of the people wanted to finish their trip in Cancun. So half, uh, probably 40% of them went to Cancun to help out with the excess work that we've been there. We got sent to Sandpiper, which, man, it was like a strangest thing. We get there and they, you know, you can go to a store and I remember all the girls First thing they did was go to a store to buy underwear. And, you know, we, you know, we watched a movie for one day. It was pretty interesting.
1: And you didn't have to work there. You're basically on vacation. No, right? we
0: didn't have to work. Uh, I took there, you know, I don't know if you remember Mike that had the um, nursery there.
1: I know who he is. Yes. Yeah, I know who he is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So his daughter was about, I don't know, four years old. And Michelle was actually visiting me at that time. So Michelle and I took their daughter they say take my daughter i don't want her to be here in the hurricane we took her daughter to sandpiper with us
1: really okay
0: (laughs) yeah so and jose paid for all of our people that were there to go to disneyland for a day
1: okay wow
0: yeah it was really great that's pretty good I, i don't know i can't remember but it must have been like only three or four days or something right so it was pretty quick hitter
1: well, you, you wrote me, um, you know, you, you were kind enough to write me some back information on you, and you said particularly that this season in 1989 in Turks was so special that GOs would actually cry when their replacement arrived and that no one wanted to leave, right? I mean, uh, yeah. y- you said, and I've never really heard of this, so and you probably never experienced that again, right, I'm guessing?
0: Well, you know what, I tell you, I, I, I went, wow, I said to Jenner, and everyone, how, how do these people do this every year? You know, like I was one of the last to leave out of that season. And I remember, you know, a, a GO would say, your replacement's coming in. And Jose was really tough on that. Nobody leaves this village until the replacement comes in. And you work with them for two to three days before you leave, right? So people would find out their replacement coming in and they'd start crying. i am like, what the hell, this is emotional. And Hansel Moss cried and even Jose left before me, right? And I'm going, holy cow, like this is tough. I called my mom and went, mom, this is crazy. You know, you make really good friends here, right? But I never really seen it much after that. Like, you know, and Jenner, Jenner and Hammer said they had a couple close ones like that, but you know, yeah, I don't know what happened. It just everything just gelled that season, I guess.
1: Yeah. No, no, I, I mean I've I've only really recall one geo crying like he was uh, we were in Italy and you know this it was a summer village so we opened and closed he was he was from a small village in France so he'd never been anywhere and he was crying every whenever when every go left who had been already been at Club Med five or ten years left. The, he was the only guy bawling his eyes out. And he says, "I can't take this anymore. I I, I can't work for Club Med anymore. This is too emotional." So, yeah. oh, so to I go agree. To, to go through a whole season, you know, like that must have been rough. Like seeing, <laughs> like what a special time, right, in your life. Yeah, you know, it
0: was. Just, you know, you just think about it for, especially for us Canadians. There wasn't that many Canadians back then, right. And, you know, you, you, like you said, you from Montreal, let's go sit in the sunshine. But, you know, like when I do interviews with people and you tell people, oh, uh, yeah, you, you know, you, you do your job and then you go to the bar and you meet people. And then you go to dinner and eat with people and then you go to the bar and, you know, you're allowed to drink with people and you go, yeah, you know, that's just perfect for us Canadians, right? And we did that. Yeah. And every night it was crazy. It was four o'clock in the morning. Crazy. Four o'clock in the morning every night that we'd be there. And wow. Everybody would be partying. So
1: are you saying like you do a bit of uh, recruiting in your spare time?
0: Oh, yeah. You'd... I do still recruiting, yeah.
1: Okay. All right. And now I'm guessing around uh, September, October, you went to Playa Blanca in 89?
0: Yeah, yeah. We went over to Playa Blanca.
1: Now, did you we follow... Hansel-
0: you... Oh, yes. We all we all picked uh, Hammer myself in general. We're going to go to Cancun, but Hansel talked us out and they needed Hansel there to go help this chief of the village and all this stuff so we we ended up going to uh yeah to to Mexico right now
1: was uh now because I you know I worked with Hansel for two and a half years and I had to hear about with the, with the greatest chief of sport he was. So was he, was he a great chief of sports?
0: Yeah. He, especially in his nah, I nah, I
1: know he is. He, he knows I'm teasing, but you know, he, he's the reason I wanted to become a chief of sport was because of Hansel. Cause I would listen to his stories all the time. He was putting me through grueling, punishing and demoralizing workouts. So, you know, and I wished I was there back in his day, you know, like, because obviously I went to Playa in 97, you were there in 89, you know, and everyone who I know who went to playa, like, is, does Playa hold a special place in your heart because it's such a unique village right I mean it's so small yeah, but you know, but Playa. everything is so centralized it's built into the side of the mountain did you like it there oh uh, it was great the, the rooms
0: were the most difficult thing and when you have arrivals at three in the morning you were so worried about getting a room that you couldn't find right because you know how it went, it went yeah yes roof, 22 <laughs> 23 95 yes
1: you know? oh my god yeah
0: <laughs> and we had a lot you know like that it was a three-hour bus ride from Port de Voirard. Oh,
1: yeah, the hell! Well, ride, I, yeah. I was
0: on that a lot. I was I was one of the GOs that they chose to. Oh, you did that.
1: Re- you did that regularly. That run, pretty regular, and that's six well, I hours. Really that's six hours. Bus so... drivers
0: and uh, uh, I ordered beer, so I had coolers of uh, Coronas. You know, cost me a buck. Yeah, I'd sell them for two bucks
1: on the way back. But how many times did you have to stop the bus for people to go and uh, you know relieve themselves? <laughs> oh,
0: lots. We had to yeah, stop yeah. the bus because cows on the road. Yes, you
1: know? because that run, I only did it once. I did the other one, uh, Hermosillo, I think. Or I can't remember the uh, the airport. I did the shorter one, but I did do it once, and I remember this is hell. It was it six hours? That road mm-hmm. is not that road is not straight. If I recall, it's constantly <laughs> winding. Winding, is it not? <laughs> yeah, it, it,
0: yeah, it's a long okay. and windy road. Oh and... my
1: God, how did you do that that whole time? Oh.
0: Oh, Well, first of all, you know, I always joked, I never fall asleep. I'm always wet, but we drank so much and stayed up so late half the time, right? One of the guests took a picture of me snoozing in my chair and I
1: was busted. But oh, you said you were, you had planned to go there sailing, but you wound up in circus. Is that true? Yeah, I I, I did sailing for most of the season
0: and uh, I went over. I, I love trapeze. It was really fun. It was, you know, who, where do you get to? flying the trapeze so stefano lisa Stefan was the chief of the of the uh, uh, circus there so i would go there my days off and after after we closed down all the time right and you know he taught me how to catch and so that's what i did i went there and i caught and stuff and, oh you caught and, too pardon me you caught yeah uh, i did mostly catch him
1: did you ever get injured by accident
0: catching nope. i had a nope. couple kids fly through the air and you know, I had to kind of, they banged heads with me or something,
1: but no, no, nothing. Oh, okay. Wow. And you like, so you liked hanging up because I've, I've tried it. I didn't like it, but you, you liked hanging up upside down.
0: Yeah, it was no problem.
1: Oh, okay. Wow. All right. <laughs> now, is it true that when you're a catcher, it's the, the rule is that uh, you catch them that, that they don't try to catch you. Is that right?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know what? It, you know, it was pretty primitive back then compared to now, you know, the geos, you know, some of these geos are phenomenal what they do. Right. So it was pretty simple catch knee hand catch and return was most of it. One of my yeah. biggest stories is I had, we had the Minnesota Vikings in town and all these guys are 250, 300
1: pounds. Oh, the uh, wait, the NFL team, Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. yeah okay.
0: There was both well, three or four of them with their wives and stuff came in. Right. Okay. So I was up there and this is when, uh, Scotty De Palma was in charge of a circus because Stefan and Lisa had already left so I was there catching and and uh, so this this one guy kept coming down with the football buddies and he was gonna try it but he was too scared so finally last day or something he he gets enough nerd gets on there and Scotty's down there below and says listen I'm gonna hold him up I'm not uh, I'm gonna hold him up I said no no let me go for it I don't think uh, I got it so uh, the guy comes, I catch him. Wait, somehow. wait, wait, wait,
1: cheese. Before you say that, is yeah. this a linebacker you're talking about? Like, give us the I, dim- I, I give I us think, the dimensions uh, of know. this guy and wait before you say anything. Like, what was he? Uh, 6'2", uh, 245? Oh, he, was, he was 6'4". Probably okay. about... <laughs> 280. Okay, so he's a linebacker tight end, right? I'm guessing linebacker, maybe a small and you, linebacker. So and okay, so if I recall, so Scotty's on the rope, so you didn't want Scotty to help brace brace you catching him at all, right? Yeah. You wanted okay, go ahead. Sorry.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you get kind of cocky and you think he can do everything.
1: So he holds him
0: up and, and ruins your swing, and I can't throw him back to the bar, right? So you know, I'm mad at Scotty. I go, do it again, do it again, don't hold him up. So you know, so he didn't hold him up the second time, caught him again through with all my might he his hand actually touched the bar when he went and that was it he didn't catch it right so but that night at the bar holy cow anything i wanted he was buying me
1: gosh darn does it not hurt to catch someone that big and heavy you know what if you don't jerk right because you know you gotta remember
0: i'm fully extended my arms are straight his arms are straight if he would have had bent arms or i had bent arms and then the weight hit me he would have probably pulled me out of my lock But it worked actually pretty good. And you know what? Scotty probably held him up a little bit too, right? Now, was Scotty, was he the chief of circus? Well, he was for about three weeks because Stefan and Lisa, you know, you know, Stefan? Is this the chief of village? No, he was chief of of circus. He, he was, um, he's got a circus school now in Vegas, right? So he, uh, um. Was our chief and him and his girlfriend were leaving and they're going to Europe and they were going to open up the first circus ever in Europe and they went there and they offered for me to come but I, I declined it right but they went off so Scotty De Palma was uh, went over he was uh, he was in circus anyways but he went as chief they brought me over from sailing and they actually brought a guy from California and showed up a few times just a, a GM right. And he came and helped out. So we had about a two-week period before the new circus team was going to come in.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, also, I think I get part of your I guess part of your reason for declining was that you you had to go home to get like you fell into more money, right? Like I guess because yeah. you, your, was it your six months? Like your your manager put you on some kind of sick leave, so you had to come back and address that. And then what did he say?
0: Well, the union. Uh, and and the company were in a battle with something right so the, the company was buying out our contracts because you know they were heavy loaded and they had the atos and all this stuff right so they're offering because they were changing the, the contracts or something right so they're offering people that worked at Club Med thirty thousand dollars to quit right so they could buy out their contract so oh sorry safeway yeah safeway yeah. that's what it was so then i Uh, you know, I, I I said, I don't know, this is a great opportunity. And then Hansel Moss looked at me and said, are you stupid? Go get the money. You can come back. (laughs) Yeah. So, (laughs) so I went back home. I went back home, took the money, right. Went back. You had to go back and work. So I went back to work for about a month or so. Right. You know, so got the money and
1: (laughs) and made some more money. Okay. Then you say, but your, was your next stop, but like, were you working at paradise Island in 92 or um, were you just traveling? through there
0: no what i was happening is though so just uh, jenna was down there so i called jenna said hey i'm gonna get married oh,
1: to Jenner, you. Jenner was working there yeah jenna was working okay. there.
0: okay so i phoned jen and i said oh you know i'm gonna get married and, you know with my brother and so i told my brothers and stuff i think going can get married and all this kind of stuff and and uh he goes oh great excellent so i come home and you know that week uh, i grab michelle and take her out for dinner and we get we, I proposed to her to get married. And and so we were planning on what we were going to do for our wedding, right? How are we going to do it? What are we are going to do? So, you know, I talked to Jen in the next couple of days. says, hey, you should come here. This is like Las Vegas of the, the Caribbean. So we, we thought it was a great idea. Michelle says, yeah, let's go do it. So I went down there a week before Michelle and I worked, you know, taking people to the rooms and stuff, right? Uh, and then Michelle came down for a week and the chief of the village took care of everything. We were gonna, you know, oh, we'll just get married and we'll we'll do this, and then we'll go out for dinner and we'll stay at this hotel. And We just there's a few people come in and da 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 da. Chief of Village says, no, nope, we'll get married here, full geo uh, wedding right here. Did the whole thing. It was it was really really special, right? So,
1: who was the chief of village? Do you remember?
0: Oh, I can't remember that. I shouldn't remember that one.
1: Me too. I think I interviewed somebody from that season. I okay. remember
0: Mustafa was there. Okay. I'm not sure if he was chief of the village at the time, but I should have had that written down.
1: Now, your daughter's episode will have aired by the time yours comes out. So, in okay. in her in her intro, she said she was uh, born to be a geo. Do you care to explain that?
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a funny one too. Michelle says to me, "Oh, you know, I think I could be ovulating, you know, during our honeymoon." I like, "Really?" I didn't even think about it. Nine <laughs> nine and a half months later, Emily comes. <laughs> oh so, yeah.
1: She was, she was and then yes so, okay yes <laughs> so emily your daughter yes was born to be a geo as they say literally okay. yes <laughs> all right and now now i guess from from that time you got married uh i guess life happens but did you go back to playa like in 90 96 for a month Do you do no pair or um... oh
0: yeah yeah for sure so we go back we get married start having a family uh, we have two kids, uh, uh, Emily, and then Sydney's about a year and a half younger than she was, and they were young kids, right? So we uh, wanted to go on a trip. Let's go to Club Med. So we phoned up, play uh, our our old chief of the village was there, right? And you know, just talking to him, say "Hey, let's Which uh, which, which chief? Uh, it was, it was. Let me think here for a minute.
1: It Wasn't Hammer? Oh though. yeah,
0: Pierre Gognon. Oh Okay, Pierre. that's right. Okay. That's right. Yeah. It was Pierre. And so we thought talk to Pierre and he goes, Hey, it was fun. come down and work for a bit. So we said, okay. So we went down and um, Michelle's hostess and I worked, uh, I think the land sports guy was had to go home or something. So I was land sports there, and the kids hey, went so- into the kids club and we had a regular life and we'd go pick them up at five and went home and showered, and went for dinner. And we did that for a couple of weeks.
1: Well, you and I were there the same year. Says like, I was there in 96, 97, but you know, I was there after, you know, I guess the rainy season. So you were probably there like January, February, March type of thing, right? I guess. Uh, yeah, really went 6 3 weeks Okay. Like that. Okay. Did uh any uh unusual any stories from that season or was all everything was good?
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, what just it's just interesting being a geo, you know, with your kids, right? It's kind of fun, right? It, it, it well, was really it was really interesting. I enjoyed
1: it. Yeah, cuz uh usually the kids I see belong to the um like the chief of village, right? I don't think I've ever met a, like a geo couples kids before i think on uh on, on, yeah. in club ed but it, so, you know it was a
0: quick hitter so it was only three weeks so you remember you know there was nothing really crazy that went on it was just fun
1: but did they ever because like in, in turks and whatnot did they ever stick you in the in the shows like since you were there a full uh six months like your first season oh yeah for sure we, oh, yeah. we love the
0: shows hammer was great at them
1: <laughs> well, were, were, were you a good dancer back right because oh, we okay dancers <laughs> okay so you got you were right by the curtain then basically like tripping over yeah, the curtain, we, right? okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay I had a tough time learning kickball chains so okay <laughs> yeah Ba <laughs> de yeah okay <laughs> you probably like the comedy numbers I'm guessing right
0: so, oh yeah we, we were doing, I was probably a bartender or a guitar player with no guitar and you know yeah but you we, were, like, we were in a lot of the shows you know you know back then you know you'd rehearse till you know, one o'clock in the morning and then you'd go to the bar after. Right. So.
1: Yeah. Do you have any, um, I forgot to ask you, do you have any Jojo stories from your first season there in Turks? Oh yeah. Eight,
0: yeah that was quite interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, teaching windsurf, right. I used to, we had boards kind of anchored about waist high off the shore. Right. And yeah, where people would be sitting there and I'll be on this board and they'll be waist high. Watch me do this demonstration. And, you know, to the right of my eye, I see Jojo coming and, uh, I would say, okay, guys, you guys all heard of JoJo, yeah? And the JoJo would swim right between us, and they would freak and run off. You know, <laughs> JoJo used, to, you know, we were in the water ski shows, and you know, and Jose would get so mad because this dumb dolphin would knock us off our skis, right? You know, you get. Oh well, yeah,
1: and-, and wind surfers too. Like he thought this was hilarious, just yeah, dumping yeah. people in, just in the water. Did <laughs> 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 yeah, you ever get a chance crazy. to uh, swim with them at all? Oh yeah, lots of times.
0: You know, we used to. You know, we did a kind of a ritual every week or two. We'd go grab some scuba gear, right? And then we would go out the sailing and go find sunglasses from all the people that capsized, right? So we would go get the stuff and go look for uh, sunglasses on the bottom there, right? And, you know, Jozo would come swim with us for a while. It was quite interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've heard like uh, sunglasses, jewelry, wallets, that type of thing. <laughs> oh, I never got rich on that. Just sunglasses. Nope. okay. <laughs> the back then i think used to float right oh yeah bar <laughs> are great all right cool did you have any um favorite like dumb questions from gms at all like because I, I love like the, for example like when is it going to stop raining so did you ever have any dumb questions that you that you remember that i uh, oh, yeah, always got to... anyone's
0: always you know they say oh I, I read the brochure this is not rainy season why is it raining you know those are kind of oh <laughs>
1: you, you never got when's it going to stop that that one didn't bother me but when they wanted a no I never time yeah. okay <laughs> yeah I guess
0: yeah I guess they did get a couple of those you know they go you you live here when's it going to stop and I'd look over top and see that big black cloud over us and I said, not in the next couple hours
1: Oh <laughs> well, I think Freddie Freddie had the best answer to that question because he'd you look at him straight in the face you go he goes I don't know I'm I'm G O not G O D.
0: Yeah, I heard that one. <laughs> you know, the one question you got from the GMs is a lot is going, What are you hiding from? And I go, Oh, really?
1: You, you, you got that question?
0: Oh, all the time. They go, What are you doing here? What are you hiding from something? And I go, what? Are you serious? You're that, being serious well, right now.
1: I've never heard that. Okay.
0: They couldn't understand why I'd be sitting there, you know, first of all, au pair. And then, second, at uh, making $500 or 550 a month, why are you do, why are you working here? You know, you can go make more money. And I said, oh, well, you know what? I don't, I have $550 in my bank account at the end of the month. When I was at home, I didn't have any money at the end of the month working, right? Well, yeah, yeah, I got that quite a bit.
1: Well, yeah, look at your office, right? I mean, and it's a type of job that you're going to think like, okay, before I go back to corporate life, I'm going to remember this, right? I mean, I think that's why most people do it is before you, like I've had the, I've had a boring job for 14 years now at a university, but I'm glad I had the 10 years where I had I had an exciting job, so maybe re- you
0: know, I was a bit of. We
1: were a bit of an older geo at that
0: time, you know. Most people were early twenties and stuff, right? We were late twenties, right? So maybe it was that. I don't know. Maybe you know, maybe wow. they thought I, I was probably a criminal or something running from. No, no, running never, from something.
1: I don't know. But I, I, you know I, I never got that like that, that question <laughs> put to me that way before. What are you running from? <laughs>
0: yeah, I quite a bit actually.
1: Wow. Okay. <laughs> Another thing, yeah, uh, we didn't say this in your intro, but in 2019, you go back to Turks and Caicos, and uh, you go do sailing, and uh, who was your who was your boss?
0: Yeah, it was Emily. Emily, no, your,
1: your daughter, right?
0: Yeah, Emily, my daughter. <laughs> wow. You know, for for years, I, I, I continued to go back, right? You know, they have a great program with XGOs, you can go back, so... I went back and forth, have a great wife that says, you really want to go be a G.O.? And I'd go for two weeks max or two, three weeks, right? So, you know, 2019, Emily phones up and goes, hey, uh, you want to come down? And I went, why? What's happening? And he goes, oh, uh, the chief has to leave for two weeks, right? So I said, yeah, sure. So I came down there and, and it was quite interesting. You know, Emily goes, oh, I got to stop calling your dad. Hey, jeez, can you go get that boat? So, was oh, that what she said? <laughs> He was good too. Okay, he was a way better boss than me. I'm such, you know, I'm one of those guys. I said when I get into a club bed, I, I, and sailing, I go, hey guys, listen, so I'm gonna set up the beach every day. You guys stay as long as you can. Wait, give me one person at nine o'clock to sign people up and stuff, right? So, you know, I'm only there for two or three weeks, so, you know, I get up, uh, I go set all the boats, get everything ready, right? And, you know, the problem is, is uh, all the the GMS would come down and they'd try to sign up because they, you know, they're going scoop or something, right? So. I would start taking people's names, you know, like 845 or something. And Emily would come down and what is this? You can't do this. You know, you got to wait till nine o'clock because people get mad at me. So she she scolded me. And so I always told people, ah, you got to wait till the sign up. Emily's coming down at nine o'clock sharp and she'll sign you up. You guys got to wait in line
1: here. Okay. (laughs) Oh boy. Okay. Yeah, strict rules. You got you got, sc- you got scolded by your daughter, huh? Look. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting paid for this, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's the funny thing, too, because I, I'd go down there and I had my contract. And throughout the years, Hammer would phone me and club me, geez, can you go sign your contract so we can pay you? I go, Hammer, I don't care about the money. I'm here two weeks. But they'd always make me. So this time going down there, the HR guy had to come down to sailing to find me to sign my contract. I throw it in my cubicle. Amy, Emily grabs it a couple days later looks at it and goes, what the heck? How could you be making more money than me? Oh, really? <laughs> so I was making a hundred bucks more than her for my time there. So I wasn't too
1: happy about that. Oh, wow. I've been here
0: okay. for four years and you're making more money than me. <laughs> well,
1: that's nice. And I, and I think like, um, yeah, also in the beginning, like I think it came up one point where I think Emily had just been born and you had an opportunity to, to go and, your wife, you were probably thinking, my wife's never going to let me. And she said, look, if you take Emily, I'm fine. Is that what happened? Like where-
0: yeah, yeah, it's kind of like we just had our, our second daughter, Sydney, right? So Sydney must have been two or three weeks old, pretty brand new. And Jenner phones me and goes, hey, this is my last season. You got to come down. You know, I think Oriole was the chief of the village or something. You got to come down. He said you can come down. And, you know, I hang up the phone. My wife goes, what's that all about? And I go, you know, Jenner's being crazy. He wants me to come down and uh, visit him, you know, and Michelle's, you know, pondered it for a few hours or a day or something and says, you know what, if you're able to take Emily down, it'll free me up and I can just concentrate on the newborn. Sydney, right? So I phoned Jenner up and proposed that to him and Jenner phoned me back, you know, the next day and says, yep, no problem, bring Emily. So we arrive in, in uh, Cancun. Uh, there's a big group of people waiting for us and Jenner's got a badge and a geo badge saying village princess and put that on Emily, uh, you know. So so Emily, I don't know, is almost two, just under two years old, right? So we we're there and there's no kids in the village at the time, right? So all the GEO girls just couldn't believe it. They loved it. They, they babysitted her and walked around. Every time I see Emily would be with another set of GEOs or something, right? So yeah, it was that was really fun. Wow, that's some great pictures from that. And, you know, there's pictures of Emily, you know, you know, through her whole entire life. Uh, you know, that's the year when um, Jenna was there and uh, uh, who else was there? Oh yeah. Handel. He was, a, he was, a, he was there as chief of sports and he has a picture of Emily in her arms, you know, at a very young age. Right. And, uh, and then Emily ends up working for Handel on his last season uh, in, in, in Thailand. Right. So that's so right. I had yeah. the picture of Emily that was like a, you know, 18 months old, and then a picture of Emily when she was uh, there for his last season. So that was quite
1: interesting. Well, you, did I ever did I ask you how you and um like how did you and Hammer like how did you all guys were you going to uh, school together like how'd you first yeah
0: Hammer's Jenner's age and they're good friends played sports together hung out together we we're all good buddies I was the younger brother right so yep that's how that's how we knew.
1: Okay. And all your time in Clement, did you meet any, um, besides the Minnesota Vikings, any other celebrities or athletes or singers? Did you, do you recall me? Yeah, but there was always, there was always someone came in, you know, we had hockey players and yeah,
0: they, you know, there, there's lots of different people that came in, right? And, and you recognize yeah. them? I, I never usually did. I never okay. Really okay. <laughs> My wife would, or, or, or Red, he's great. Red would know everybody, right?
1: So you could be at the dinner table with Glenn Anderson and you wouldn't know, like,
0: Oh yeah, Glenn Anderson was part okay. of Turks. He was always yeah. coming in there. He, you know, he came and played street hockey with us. And we, we got some hockey sticks down there. I don't know how we got them down there, but someone got the hockey sticks down there, and we had like well, 10 they were sticks.
1: they were still there in '94. I can tell you. Um, yeah, uh, didn't yeah, you, we, no, we, you know, we used to play just off of the uh, where the theater is in that area. So is that where you were playing? Too? Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, all yeah, right. Okay. Wow, it didn't change. Yeah, you anything.
0: know, we we put big productions on. You know, Jose would say you're in charge. You know, and so. Hammer and everybody we'd get you know cocktails going and we'd have food and we'd have an announcer and we'd be playing hockey
1: <laughs> now when you when you were in playa was the um was the outdoor hockey rink created yet when you were there uh i don't think it was created there but I don't. Th- yeah, I'm not even. No, Greg. No, Greg Snyder. Uh, Greg Snyder built that. I uh, I just spoke with the geo who the, the gestionnaire who was there. So I always heard the story It was Greg Snyder that built it, and that's true. So I got that confirmed. But I was just curious if you played Yeah, we didn't. That. I don't think we played hockey in Playa. Okay. Playoff. Oh, okay. Yeah. A pretty good resort for that. Wow, this has been incredible so far, Jeez. This is pretty <laughs> amazing. Pretty amazing life you've had there, my friend.
0: Yeah, you know, I I keep telling everybody <laughs> I'm the the luckiest person, man. I, you know, like you know, it's 60 years old, you know, you still get, Hey,
1: Glenn, you want to come
0: down and work sailing? You know, I can fit it in. I go, you know, they just asked me to go down to back to church. Right. But they wanted me to come uh, at the end of May, but my daughter's Sydney's getting married in June. So I just couldn't pull it off. Right. So, wow.
1: Congratulations. Yeah, it's, it's fun. (laughs) Am I forgetting to ask you any Clement stories? Like, are there any other stories you wanted to share with us? that you can recall, I don't know, something funny happened to you, or, or something that wasn't funny then, is funny now, uh, I don't want to let you <laughs> go until, unless, you know, unless there's something else you wanted to say, or I forgot to ask you.
0: Uh, uh, you know, there's, all, I got thousands of funny stories, you know, one of my biggest ones was with Freddie, right, you know, Freddie would be with Hammer, Jenner, Red, or something over the, Years. Wait, wait, this
1: is appropriate, right? Okay. Yes, I, very so I, appropriate. I know Mike uh, about Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, you mentioned a whole crew there. Oh, oh wait a minute. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, my poor wife,
0: you know, she'd have to get a phone call at usually three o'clock in the morning with a drunk, drunk Jenner, you know, hey, talk to Freddie, talk to Red, talk to this. So, I talked to Freddie on the phone three o'clock in the morning for probably about two, three, four, five years. I can't even remember, right? So, finally, I uh, uh, hammer calls me one time when he's in where was he he was in um I can't remember but anyways he was in one of the villages right and he asked me to come down so I come down there right and uh, I go down to sailing and there's Freddie. Freddie, cheese you know we haven't even met each other but we thought we knew each other because over the last five years we were just you know on the phone once in a while so there's Freddie. first time I'm meeting Freddie there right so brings me into the sailing shack and has a tequila it makes me have a shot with them but yeah those those are the kind of the funny stories right
1: you know well yeah 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 no it was this was uh was that in um turks
0: no where yeah, was that? That was in that which one not a Luthra. no sorry that was
1: bombs it would have been playa or did you ever work at uh, like extapa or watuco
0: yeah it was extapa that's where it was that was yeah i worked extapa never oh, okay. want to watuco's okay you know, by the time I started, you know, after my geo life at the start, it was closed.
1: Did you ever work uh, Columbus
0: Isle? Columbus Isle, yes. Oh, I worked yeah. there about four years ago. Would you do, you
1: do you like it? Do you think it was beautiful? I thought it
0: was great. Yeah, it, it, it's a nice setup for Club Man. I really liked it. The sailing was great, right? You know, I, you know, you see the planes arrive, you know. Yeah, I, I liked it. It was you pretty got, good. You got touched. It you was hard touched. for me a little bit because it was a lot of French, like heavy French, right? And yeah, you know, one time I'm in this meeting, you know, I'm, I'm working with pirate stuff or I'm in the a sports meeting and they're speaking French. And you know, I got to pick a little bit of it up here and there, but I wasn't really good at it. So, you know, I hear they were speaking French and I'm just sitting there. I've been the club geo for a long time, so it's not bothering me, but they're speaking in French and then finally Pirate says, Hey, you got cheese here, you just speak. French. don't you speak English, and they started going back and forth. Well, he's stupid if he doesn't know doesn't know French, and they just you know all the stuff, and almost a little bit of a fight cut kind of when I go, guys, I don't care. I'm just here. I'll be a good deal. Don't worry. <laughs> so,
1: and you get you know, so it was
0: tough, you know, sitting at tables a little bit, right? Because you know the whole table would be French, right? And you know you go, hey, can I sit with you guys? And you know I just I just couldn't keep up. They just went too fast for me.
1: But because you were in uh, Columbus, you got to touch base with. Uh, Hansel Moss again which oh that was great you know
0: yeah. I mean, I'd see him every morning go hang out with him at the bikes right
1: yeah kind of another full circle moment when you met him in the Tahiti in uh, what 89 right I mean now here you are <laughs> on, yeah. the same, yeah. on the same island again it's pretty cool yeah besides like the, the Hammer and jo- Jose Aliel and people like that you mentioned and Hansel Moss is there any like I don't want you forget anyone is there anyone else anyone else you work with that like that you, you like that you clicked with um, yeah you know,
0: there was there was some really good guys like
1: you know, you you worked with Boone, Boone
0: is great, right? There's, you know, Sergio Anguelas, he was uh, my, my sailing geo in one of my seasons. He was great. Stefan and Lisa, you know, yeah, there's just Dave the Wave. I don't know if some of those old names, you know, there are some great people, right? Over the years, you know, I've met a lot, you know, through Jenner and Hammer working with those guys, you know, they'd always have their key guys with them too, right? So, yeah, there's just so many people, you know. I, I, I've i ended up doing a ton of club meds. Maria Turks, Playa, St. Lucia, Cancun, Luthers Snora Bay, Copper Mountain. We went to Copper Mountain with Emily. She was in Copper Mountain. So, you know, when she was three months old, Jenner was the chief of sports there. You know, Sandpiper, Malaysia, Phuket, Phuket Columbus Island, Paradise Island, stuff, you know. I ended up getting go, go to a lot of club meds, right?
1: So you went to uh, Cheriting, Malaysia? Yeah. Do you have a funny, crazy monkey story for me?
0: Oh, well, I, I don't personally, but yeah, Emily was, She okay. you knows she was well, sitting there and the stupid monkey, because she was working there. We'd go visit her. She, the stupid monkey grabbed her sunglasses and looked right yeah. at her and
1: snapped them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So you didn't, you didn't have your own personal encounter? No, no, there. personal. Okay. Know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, you're supposed to give the, I told her, you're supposed to give the monkey your digital camera. That's what he was waiting for. <laughs> 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 and what You want to pass, you have to pay tribute. Okay. Were <laughs> you in Sharding? Uh No, I was in uh, Ria Bintan in uh, Indonesia for a year, but I had friends that worked in Sheridan, but we had our own monkeys. So that's why I know if people go to Turks, I ask for a Jojo story. But if you worked in Asia, then I always ask for a, uh, a, a monkey story because, uh, you know, they're hilarious, you know, <laughs> and very intimidating. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: they are all right now you have any other stories i don't want to you've been so kind with your time i don't want to let you go unless and i know we covered a lot because you've been you went to some pretty amazing villages but i don't want you to leave unless i'm forgetting something important to ask you uh but you've been kind with most of my and all of my questions so is there anything else Uh, i mean i i do want to ask you about what was if you had a favorite like was it was it when you were in morea was that your favorite season or you know it you... was
0: fantastic like we were only there for just under a month right uh, turks and kegels is all my my favorite right and turks and kegels is easy for me at, at my age now right because a lot of repeaters you know it's easy to set up everybody knows what they're in for when they come to turks they know the rooms they know the food you know you know, I did Columbus, and I don't know if I'd do Columbus again. You know, it's just a little bit harder uh, uh, for me. You know, I really love play Blanca. It was one of my favorites, right? Yeah, I, but Turks is by far. The, the people that come to Turks, uh, I don't know if you've been back there lately, but even working with Emily there, there's, there's guys that come back every three months or every two months, and, you know, there's, there's so many repeaters, and it's a pretty easy village to work in.
1: Oh yeah. No, I, I know a guy who's been there probably 30 or 40 times since he's been going, you know, like people, uh, I, I I haven't gone back, but I always did because yeah, tricks does hold a special place. And especially if, you know, you had, you had such an incredible season there when you were there. Right. Like if, the if that many people are crying, then that means something, right. You know? (laughs) Yeah.
0: And you know, you always, I always love Cancun. Right. Yeah. great those two i like the mexican people luther is always great right you know all these you know there was a fun place to, to live right you know uh well
1: i've never been to luther but everyone talks about how how beautiful it was right
0: yeah the sunsets you know i went and visited uh, hammer and them in saint lucia and hansel moss in saint lucia and for a windsurfer, holy cow that, that was quite intense all the yeah. trees are blown on an angle because the wind just blows all day long so yeah
1: that, that that was quite interesting too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a, it was a, probably one of the best spots for for windsurfing. Uh, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, it came in from the the right. I think the wind, because <laughs> I remember just wow, Gio, you have so a good memory. I, I remember that. Yeah. Remember okay. <laughs> Uh, Geo's on their lunch would just run, run to the, you know, the little shuttle bus with their harness on just to itching to get out just a good 45 minutes, you know? Yeah. The water. <laughs>
0: well, it was tough because I was still trying to learn how to water start there. Right. So
1: <laughs> I got
0: watched uh, a few times. So. Oh
1: yeah. When, yeah, that's pretty rough when to learn, to learn. Uh, so how, how did you uh, learn a water start? I had a guy tell me, look, just go out, jump off your board and t- tread water and try and keep the sail. Or did you just try it with the water completely? in the water and then tried to rearrange it there how did you how were you told to water start
0: well jill photographer jill in, in turks taught me the best i think i just you know i just worked uh, when i could stand on the ground i'd fluff my sail up and she would get me organized on it you put your heel and then you go and then you go a little deeper a little deeper i never ah, okay. it. i'm still i'm still mad at that part i i up at my lake right now we we have a lake. I got, I bought a windsurf board up there, right? And there's hardly any wind up there. Very you know, very light wind. So I get out there, and I, it's a big board, right? You know, I just go play on it, do some helicopter turns, and then every so often a storm will come in, and I'll be out there ripping it up. My wife's sitting. In, in the cabin, just laughing. Tell me, what is he doing on there? You'd catch this wind, and the, the board's big and heavy. I got a 5.5, right? So I'm hanging on
1: for my dear life, and I'm not going very fast. You had, um, you had a 5.5 sail, and, and yeah, 5.5 you were, and you were still hauling butt. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it must, yeah. must have been really windy there. Holy geez. yeah, <laughs> you know,
0: every so often, you know, when a storm comes in, the wind just coming, and I'm just hanging on, you know.
1: That wasn't a good thing about about Club ed, If you want to windsurf, like the equipment's there, you just take it. So now I'm sure at home, like you think about. Oh, I got to put the wishbone on. I got to. You don't. Is that, do you ever get mad having to do because? Or I'm sure because I'm sure you don't. You, like you roll up your sail right when you're when you're done. Oh, you know what? At my lake,
0: you know, I go there like two or three times stints throughout the summer. Right, I just hide it under a tree. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> and everybody okay. that's there a little... Because, of you, with. because you know it's a pain in the butt to keep constantly... 100%. Know? Yeah, okay. That, that's what I miss when people say, what do you miss about Club Clubbed? I say, I miss lunch and I miss just... I could go windsurf on a, on a dime if I want. I could just take the board and take the sail. It's already made up, you know. It's already adjusted. The foot straps yeah, are in the right place.
0: <laughs> I, I remember working in Turks, you know, my first season and um, the wind would kick up and all these people would come out and like, some maintenance people, some chefs and all these yeah. people their secret boards and and they'd be oh, there just ripping it up man it was, it was pretty interesting boy.
1: Yeah. It's it's a funny thing. You get kind of, you'll probably, you probably realize this too, like before, like, especially for you, since you didn't sail or windsurf, if you didn't think nothing of it when it was windy. Right. And now, now when you start getting good at windsurfing, you get addicted, right. And uh, when it's not windy, you're, you're kind of sad. And if you can't go when it's windy, you're, you're really depressed. Right. It's crazy. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It it just seemed, you know, it's always funny when it kicked up and, you know, you see these guys, that you work with these geos and they're walking by and look, I think we're going to get some wind and everybody's trying to plan. And then bang, you get three or four guys. out there just ripping it up. Right.
1: Yeah. All, and all shapes and sizes, you know, you, you think of a wind surfer has got to be strong and manly and steadily in great shape, but no, you see all, all shapes and sizes on boards, just pulling off air jibes, you know, like what, that guy's from traffic. How did he just do an air, <laughs> air jibe? <laughs> yeah, <I'm not laughs> traffic. I've never
0: seen him down here before. I just
1: saw him drink seven beers last night. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: Well, Ixtapa. Uh, did you ever work at No, No, never. So I loved Ixtapa. I went there and worked with Hammer, you know, a few times and and stuff like that. And, and you know, Ixtapa, working sailing, there would absolutely be zero wind. And, you know, the guests would come down and go, hey, I want to sail, I want to do this. And, and I'd say, hey, you know, I was never... Told anybody no, you couldn't go. I said, "Yeah, come on down." And I uh, told you know the sail, go through the thing, or do a lesson, or whatever. And then I'd give them a paddle from one of the, uh, the kayaks and said, "Here, what's that for?" Well, yeah, yeah. There's no wind, so if you're giving me <laughs> to come back, that's what you're gonna have to do.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's basically a kayak lesson. You want it, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. You'd, you'd, you know, sometimes you'd go for three or four days, and there's not a cloud in the sky. There's not a wind, and. Yeah. I, I, that's a pretty tough couple days when you're when you're a sailing geo right? oh yeah
1: yeah it's rough on the beach yeah and then and then when when there's too much wind the people who shouldn't be going out are begging you to you know please <laughs> yeah just give me a I, just went to, I just went back to cancun with my wife and
0: we went with uh, a couple of the old geos right that, that we met we usually go there for Fre- uh, freddie's birthday freddie didn't want to pull it off during uh COVID and stuff but we went there and there's a few of us there and you know, the wind really kicked up. Right. So, oh man, it was fine. I was trying to get on the one pontoon and the whole cat, right. Without capsizing. So yeah. That, <laughs> that wind, and every day there was a pretty good wind. Right. So, you know, we'd, let's eat breakfast down there and then we eat breakfast and I'd sneak out and go do that for two hours. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, so, can I ask you one last question? Uh, Chief? Sure. All right. So since you're a recruiter, uh, you know, I normally ask this question to uh, all the XGOs, but but I assume that since you're recruiting, that if there was a, um, if you had any advice, so if you had someone listening to this who had never been and uh, was thinking about applying to Club Med, should they?
0: Oh, 100%. I think Club Med's a great education for anybody. You know, I think a lot of people just don't travel very much and get to see the world, right? Like, I, I you know, working in Club Med, you worked with people that were different religions that couldn't work because... You know they're, you know they're not eating for a week, or they had to celebrate. You just learn different people, and uh, and you get to learn a job that you know you you don't have to pay for it. Like you know, running a windsurfing and sailing um, shack, right? You don't pay for it. You just run it. You learn everything. I I I'm one hundred percent full club med for anybody, <laughs> any age, any time. You know, just just go do it, right?
1: Well, yes, that's very well said, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Well, really, I want to take you time. uh, Thank you for your time. You know, taking time out of your schedule to talk to me is very, very kind of you and sharing your story with us here today.
0: No problem. My pleasure. I talk Club Med a lot. Even at my work still these days, people are talking. Somehow Club Med comes up in the conversation. I'll end up spending a half hour telling about Club Med.
1: Well, I hope to see you at a, another uh, reunion coming up shortly. And I promise to remember what year it is when I, uh, when I talk about it. Well, I was at them all, so. <laughs> okay. i many of both of them. Okay.
0: Well, I just haven't went to the, the the last, in the last five years or something, I haven't really made those ones.
1: Yeah. I think by the time yours, um, your episode airs though, the one in May will have gone off. So I know they're, yeah, yeah. the big uh, Forever Geo one is going off, but I yeah, do well, hope Kevin to see is- you. So Kevin and Hammer
0: ran them they were a little bit different right you just got a little bit bigger group come there, I think yeah I'm sure they'll
1: they'll always be reunions right yeah yeah we're too big a family now (laughs) no kidding well everyone that was from Vancouver uh, Mr. Cheese Jensen Cheese thanks again uh, so much for coming on and sharing your story no problem my pleasure again and we'll see you all next week people say bye cheese but don't hang up bye okay